I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's an Arbok that gets cut in half. Yeah. You, you know, that, 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 I think there are two of those, actually. <laughs> I, I don't think that's the only time that a Pokemon gets, like, destroyed. I think specifically, like, Arbok gets, like, sliced in half at least twice. Oh, no, it does. It's once at... And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! And welcome to the 350th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and today I am joined by none other than the great Scrawn with a Z. Yes, it is Zucron with a Z, and it's nice to be here. Yeah. Not Liza with an S. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have, of course, the lovely Sublime Manic here as always. Always lovely, always sublime. Here as always. <laughs> Interesting thing to say there, Patch. With I'm his, actually uh... on every episode. You just don't hear me because most of the time I don't deign to speak. No, you are on every episode because everybody has neglected to make. Yeah, everybody has neglected to make their own commercial for the discord my commercial is pretty good i think so we're just gonna go ahead and we're gonna call everybody else out and just say that i I, so everybody goes hey i'll go make my own version of this commercial i'm we should be completely capable of it right and then because they always complain about how it's always sublime and i'm like that's fine about that first of all Uh, a couple of people complain it's not that it's not because of you it's because it's because they want some variety they want to mix it up and that's fine. Because I have heard nothing but compliments for my commercial. So I'm <laughs> very curious. Who is complaining? You've got some splaining to do. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> I asked them all to go and make it on their own because they're Pokemon podcasters. They should be capable of opening Audacity and recording what's going on in Puckle uh, and their little thing on it. And that's fine. And so I gave them homework this week. I said, hey, go do that this week. It shouldn't be that difficult to do. And there's, there's, I think, 11 people in the Viridian Guild, right? And I, of course, I, I, put, I let Sublime off the hook because his voice has been gracing us with its presence for probably about 20-some episodes. And 
So I asked them all to do that. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll totally get that done by the end of the week. I got one, and it was from Scrawn. But welcome to the Puckle Podcast. I This is the show where we talk everything from the video game to the trading card game and even sometimes Pokemon Origins. Welcome back if you're old. Welcome here if you're new. We really appreciate you guys listening to the show. Thank you for that uh, small introduction where we ripped on the rest of our co-hosts. If you're new to the show, though, we, ha- we line up a bunch of stuff up. We talk... First, we do a little chit-chat where we talk about our lives in Pokemon and otherwise, and then we move on to the news and then to the topic, well, the Poke Quiz first, where we quiz our co-hosts on their innate slash learned Pokemon knowledge. And then, of course, we go to the topic where we're today we're going to be discussing a new Pokemon anime that we want to have happen. And then, of course, we are going to go to the Pokemon the episode and ran things off with the mailbag segment. So... We have an exciting show for you guys, but first, I want to know how you guys have been doing lately. How about you? How about you, Scron? I mean, I guess I saw you all like two weeks ago because you were yeah. both here in my house. But I want to know more. I want to know how oh. those two weeks have been. Let's just say that PuckleCon has been the spark that has lit my fire. Ooh, I have been getting back into basically everything Pokemon, and it has not been pretty on the wallet. I'll tell you that much. Because <laughs> I. I I basically, like, okay, so I had, like, I have two savings accounts, and one of them is just entirely depleted on the Pokemon TCG, and uh, a little bit went into getting a new 2DS with, like, a bigger screen so that I could actually enjoy playing the games. Okay, so time out. It's going to be really sad if you lose the Summer League then, or or win the Summer League, or win the Summer League, I should say, because then you'll get, Uh, like, a free one. And, and then I'll give away the other one to someone who Ooh. needs it. A person who, like, probably in the uh, Pokemon League, which I'm starting up, by the way, at the local game store. Uh, I'm starting up a Pokemon League. So what's one of the things I've been investing a lot in is, um, so I have, like, a bunch of these double-deck the, uh, double deck uh, boxes where you can hold just, like, you know, extra decks that you have. Yeah. So I've been uh, getting theme decks, and I've been sleeving them up, and I've been like, hmm... I can bring these to a learn to play event and teach little kids how to play Pokemon. Yeah, that sounds awesome, by the way. I'm a big fan of just starting a league. It hits my collectors button where I'm just like gathering all of these theme decks for like my own collection <laughs> just to have. So it's like the Pokemon TCG IRL. And like uh, if people don't have their own cards, they are more than welcome. We can have a theme deck tournament and everyone can just pick like, oh, I want to play Hydreigon today. Well, I'm going to play Executor, you know, stuff like that. I have to say, though, theme decks are just a blast, like doing a theme deck tournament of any kind. Especially the X. OK, I'm not going to lie. The XY theme decks were really bad, in my opinion. But once they start on the sun and moon track, they're really interesting. So kind of my goal is to like get all of the theme decks starting from the sun and moon set mm-hmm. and then like just buy them with every release because they all have this cool gimmick and it's super fun. They're super fun to play. The only That's problem awesome. with that is Garchomp. Garchomp is a little bit too strong. That's why I'm thinking <laughs> about this kind of excluding Garchomp. Yeah, I think you should, personally. Yeah, we had Garchomp's the theme deck awful. tournament at BuckleCon, and it was like 80% Garchomp. <laughs> well, not even that, but the guy who won the theme deck tournament had never played the TCG before, and we let him borrow a Garchomp theme deck, and he won the whole thing. He went 5 and or 4-0. and oh. Yeah, like, of course Garchomp won. <laughs> I, actually, I actually just that beat a Garchomp insane. online. 
online, and a deck I found that has reasonable success against Garchomp is probably Executor, just because, like, uh, Alolan Executor is actually a really, really good deck. The problem with the Alolan Executor, in my opinion, is that unlike Garchomp, which can Oko the Alolan Executor, the Alolan Executor can't Oko the Garchomp. Mm -hmm. Because (laughs) Alolan Executor maxes out, I think, at 120 damage. Yeah. And the Garchomp can do up to 200. And it's stupid easy to get it to do 200, too, especially if you Lucario on the bench. It's stupid. Yeah. Just something to think about. I don't know. But... Uh, it, it is a really good deck. Uh, I want to hear more from you, but at the same time, we're at seven minutes, so I want to hear from Sublime and just see how his <laughs> life's being been going. So I've been playing a lot of the TCG online as well. I got a lot of booster codes so that I can get what I need. Uh, I usually trade them for singles because in any format of the TCG, you should just get the singles. Um, yeah. Yeah, ten little men. Um, just kidding, <laughs> but not. Uh and I don't think, like, we kind of alluded to it at the PuckleCon episode, but I've been working on a project. Is now a good time to just address that? Is now a good time to address the project now that it's in post-production? If you give me another episode, yeah. I mean, I basically <laughs> have it ready. I just yeah. need Seth to record some audio for me for yeah, it. Yeah, sure. But it's done. It's, it's done. Yeah, absolutely. Other than that. I'm kind of like I want to hear this now. <laughs> yeah, it's all idea. built up. Yeah, just just go ahead. Go right, ahead. and we alluded to it, so we might as well. Especially after it came up on PuckleCon, because we were, I was wearing natural purple hair because I don't wear wigs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, so myself and some other Puckalonians have been working on a side project that we were really just doing for fun, but then we started recording, and I'm like, well, now we could just do something with it if we wanted. We're doing a Pokemon tabletop united campaign that we've been recording and we're going to release that as some bonus content for the patreon supporters yeah that's how it's at least how it's going to start off it will probably start dropping i want to say we'll start dropping it in september just so people can get themselves a month's heads up if they want to do it we'll start dropping it in uh in yeah in september we'll start we'll say we'll say we'll give it a we'll give it a solid like wednesday release date yeah so September 5th is when that first episode will drop. That's what we're doing. There you go. Now we have a release date. It's yep. done. I mean, the pilot's already good to go. So. Yeah, the pilot's already done, but I just want to make... I want it to be... Make sure want, you have a backlog, yeah. Yeah, I want to get a backlog built up so that we can just start releasing it. And then eventually it'll come out to its own feed and it'll come out to the public, but it'll also... It'll always be more in advance on the Patreon than Early it will be. Early access yeah. to Patreon subscribers. Yeah. So just so people are aware. Early access for Patreon. And that, that literally costs a dollar. Nothing else. It's literally a dollar. And it's really fun. I've enjoyed listening back to the audio. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Uh, and, like, from what I understand, Linian is your DM, right? He and is. He's, uh, he's pretty good at what he does. He's super passionate about, you know, uh, PTU and the system as a whole. And as someone who's played PTU, PTU is a pretty good system. Yeah, I'm quite a fan yeah. of it, having played a number of games. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a fun thing to listen to. Absolutely. 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 Ab- <laughs> I was just thinking of nicknaming an Absol. Absolutely. How coincidental. In yeah. PTU or just in general? Just in general. Any that's, Absol I make. That's, I mean, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Mostly because Absol is garbage outside of like anything. 
It's I, a, what tier is it in? I'm very curious. Uh, we'll find out here real quick. We'll do this quick yeah, on the fly. The episode. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we could do that. I'm down. Um, let's do that. But for those of you, so we don't we don't like keep people waiting for like an hour. Um, Absol on the Smogon tier list is uh, is uh, is let's see. Absol is in uh, PU as he should be. There we go. What about Mega Absol? Is Mega Absol in PU? Uh, Mega Absol is in RUBL. Oh, ah, interesting. So he's in he's in the tier where he can't do anything. So. <laughs> but that means but that means. It was pretty good because they had to ban it. It's probably literally because magic bounce, and I mean, so uh, we'll 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 save it. We'll we'll come back yeah. to this. But <laughs> all right, so we are gonna take we're gonna kick it on over, guys, to the news. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> And on to the news. In the news, we have a few things to talk about. First of all, if you're just like, man, I wish there were some giveaway Pokemon that I could go get by walking to GameStop right now. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> you can go get a Groudon or Kyogre for your Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon game at GameStop in the United States, EB Games in Canada, Italy, Germany, and Ireland also at GameStop because they have GameStops, and then UK and Spain at the game stores, which are just literally GameStops but with a different name. So if you would like a Groudon slash Kyogre in your Pokemon Sun, Moon, Ultra Sun, or Ultra Moon game, go do it. Also, I think you should do it all the time in your Ultra game, because if you do it there, you actually get a bottle cap or a gold bottle cap. Don't you get it at level 100 as well? Or was that just an old thing that they did? So it's level 60 and then level 100 with a um, bottle cap, a gold bottle cap. So... It is level 100. In Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I don't understand why they're giving people with Sun and Moon the shaft there. Because they're trying to encourage you to get the new one. I guess. Well, I mean, it's a game that you have to play for the next year and a half anyway. Well, maybe not a half, but like... So, I mean, I have all four versions, so I get all four. Well, good for you. (laughs) Yeah, it is good for me. Thank you. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I won't lie. I personally have ultra sun so like i'm gonna stuck with half of all these events to things but i did go to gamestop yesterday actually and i picked up like the last three months of codes because they just don't give them out yeah they don't get all of them it's nuts like they just don't give them out because people don't like going to the stores to get the codes it turns out i mean i'm willing to go to a gamestop i'm not willing to go to a target <laughs> what's even better about target though is oh. Target doesn't... You don't have to talk to anybody to get them from Target. They just kind of leave them on a counter. I would do that. I shop at Target. I've never seen it, though. Maybe it's my store. Yeah, if you just walk up to the video game section, they're just there, and then people like me just take the whole pile and give them away on Twitter. <laughs> it's Target, by the way. Target. <laughs> I, <don't Tar-joie. laughs> I, I like I like Target. It makes me feel like the proletariat. Uh, or no, the bourgeoisie. Never mind. I got it. I got it backwards. <laughs> oh man! All right, we're gonna move on in this news. So Pokemon Go is having an event right now. For those of you who are into Pokemon Go, right now you have a twenty-five percent discount on Stardust for trades. Also, when you trade, 
you can get up to six candy per trade because they did a doubling of the Pokemon trade. So, for example, if I were to trade a Larvitar to Sublime, I would get six Larvitar candy because I traded that Larvitar to Sublime. Yep. And that's a lot of candy. That is a lot of candy. And then you could trade it in exactly. and get even more candy. Exactly. So it's definitely something to worth doing, like especially for little things. On top of that, you can get triple experience for new Pokemon in your Pokedex. So it's encouraging trades right now to get people going and trading things that they don't have around the world. Yeah. Yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> also, don't forget, EB Community Day is this weekend on August 11th and 12th. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. It's two this time. Yeah, it's both days. 11th, 12th, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. Both days, so you can just pick your poison or do both and catch a bajillion shiny Eevee. Sounds have fun good. with that. I don't think they've announced an exclusive move or anything, right? They have not announced the move. They announced that it will have an exclusive move, but what yeah. I want to know is, if I evolve it, will that have an exclusive move? Yeah, I'm very curious as well. I I was talking about this with, I believe, Whimsicott last week. This would be a really good time for them to drop Glaceon and Leafeon and start Gen 4. It sure would. It would be a really good time for that. So we'll see how that yeah. goes. But make well, sure you save some shiny Eevee for your Leafeon, Glaceon, and eventual Sylveon. Yep. This definitely seems like a let's go Eevee promotion for sure. Oh, absolutely. I think Pokemon Go is this really interesting vehicle that they've been using mostly for promotion. I'm not going to lie. I Also, because if you look at the type of people who don't fit in that Venn diagram intersection between main game fans and pokemon go players and the people just in the pokemon go player bubble those people i feel like are just they're more primed to accept the advertisement and it'll actually work on them i think i think you will see a large spike in sales for let's go pikachu and let's go eevee this fall just because you're going to get a lot of those types of people grabbing the game because it's a better way to experience the the game that they like which is pokemon go can I have a Zekron moment real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So something I noticed about Pokemon Go is apparently, you know how Team Valor is basically non-existent anymore when it was, like, the biggest team for a long time? It's still, like, really big where I'm at. All right. But Valor has basically, like, almost no people in it. Well, they're, they're there, they just don't play anymore. But Instinct is the largest now. Yeah, I isn't think that that's interesting? Holy regional. And yeah, no, it's only in North America. That's only in North America. Okay. But whenever like you meet these uh instinct players and I'm I'm not trying to like like I'm an instinct player myself. They're always like, "Oh, I'm team team instinct, smallest team." And like everyone else is like that. But every gym seems to be yellow. <laughs> isn't that the awesome <laughs> irony of it all? Because it started off as the smallest team. And everybody's just joining it because they want to be the underdog. It's always the hardcore players, too, that they want to be the underdog or at least feel that way. Yeah, it is. Like, I feel. And those are the most hardcore players. And so they kept sticking with the game. And all of the people that just joined it initially that joined Mystic or Valor just kind of dropped off the radar and stopped playing after a year or two. Uh, And yeah, then all you're left with are the instinct players who never stopped playing. It's still the smallest team where I'm at, so I don't really care. It's fine. (laughs) It's a competition between Mystic and Valor every day. That's the way it used to be here, but now it's literally I can go anywhere and I'll take over a gym because I like to solo gyms. It's just the thing that I do. 
it's a, it's a great way to get experience very quickly. If you yeah. want like a yeah. thousand experience or something like that, just go do a gym. It's better than catching 10 Pokemon. And sure. I think it's more quote unquote engaging. And I, I just really appreciate doing that. I, I really like doing that. And I, I don't know people will just throw their stuff in the gym though. Right after I finish beating the gym. Like it's it'll be weird. That's fine. It'll go from just me, and then there'll be like three more Pokemon in there if I take it over. Because I I know a lot of people don't like taking on gyms, probably because of the resources it takes to do it. And I forget that because one, I get in ton of gifts because of Puckle, first of all. So like shout out for that. And then right, it's so nice. And then also, uh, which is really nice for battle items. And two, I've expanded my bag a significant number of times so that I can hold far more items than the normal person. So than the normal proletariat. <laughs> I'm the bourgeoisie <laughs> over here. Okay, I gotta I gotta expand my Pokemon Go bag so I can hold more items. <laughs> All right, you heard you heard it here, folks. Join the Puckle Bourgeoisie. There we go. And yeah. <laughs> so the so I have a couple of small things to point out. Uh, first of all, Pokemon put out a few videos only in Japan uh, of new other Pokemon following you in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. I don't know if you guys have seen these videos yet. Yeah, Venusaur looks like a frog. Venusaur is the only one, and he is a frog. If you actually look at his Chinese name, it, it literally just says like giant one. green frog or something. It translates to. Huh. Let me translate the, the Japanese real quick. But Venusaur's there. Electrode's following you. Onyx is following you. I believe they do Caterpie, and it's adorable. The Caterpie was adorable because it can't keep up. <laughs> yes, it can't keep up, so it just always... It, it'll go off screen. It's hilarious. It's awesome. It's and, uh, Fushigibana, which in Japanese is like Wonder Flower. Ah. Yeah. And then also, I, there's one more, and I forget what it is. But they did they did put out some other ones. It's cute. They're only like 20 seconds long, so it's nothing too fancy. But definitely check it out if you're interested in seeing what random Pokemon following you looks like. And then the last thing yeah. I want to talk about is that we finally got an announcement that Pokemon The Power of Us, the newest Pokemon movie, is coming to the United States. Uh, and you can go see it on November 24th, 26th, 28th, or December 1st. The tickets will start to be sold on September 27th on Fathom Events. So if you're interested in going, definitely go then. I think they expanded the number of dates compared to the last one, which blows my mind. Mostly because the last one actually had really good attendance, in my opinion. There were a lot of tickets that were sold for that. I know my theaters in particular were full for all of the showings. And I'm interested to hopefully be able to do it here in my new locale so I can go see Pokemon. Is it Pokemon the Power of Us or Pokemon the Power of Us? And then a Braviary throws flies across the sky. I think they purposely made it the Power of Us for several reasons. The biggest one being that it is a shadow of the Power of One, which was the subtitle of Pokemon the Movie Two Thousand, which also contained Lugia. Which was such a good one. It was a solid movie. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a solid movie. You Before the era of bad Pokemon books. movies. <laughs> 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 Bingo cards. Po- Pokemon 2000 was a great movie. <laughs> I mean, tell me what a Pokemon movie that was better than Pokemon the movie 2000. And you can't. I would argue the Darkrai movie because that was... Darkrai! That's, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <I> <laughs> that's good. Shut Not your good. mouth. 
<laughs> it was good, but it wasn't as good as Power of One. Power of One was a good roller coaster of a movie. Solid. Okay. Solid. It was a good ride. All right. But that is all of the news. For those of you who are just like, but where's the Puckle Summer League that you usually talk about every week? Well, it's over. Badge collection's done. Too We bad. had like seven people manage to hit eight badges, right? That's really big, actually. That's pretty big. I'm a fan. Yeah, it, it's been growing every year, so make sure to keep it in mind next year. Uh, it starts at the beginning of June, right? We typically try to do it Memorial Day weekend. I gotcha. Memorial Day weekend here in the United States is usually the last Monday of, of May. So we usually try to start it then. And then you can just collect badges from there on out. I mean, a lot of people got a good number of badges, which I'm really happy about. So good on so, them. What what is the next big Puckle tournament event that people can look forward to? So we usually do something in the fall. We haven't quite figured out what it's going to be because we usually just kind of change up what it is every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year we did the Mutt, which was the mixed tier something. Oh, yeah. Which was a lot of fun. And the problem was last year we hadn't switched over to our new format of everything as Swiss for tournaments minus the Summer League. Mm-hmm. And... It was unfortunate because people built these really awesome teams and some people only got to use them once, right? And so I'm really happy to see it go back to Swiss. I know a lot of people would like to see the Mutt happen again with these mixed tier teams. I know other people really like Little Cup and they'd like to do a Swiss with Little Cup. And uh, another thing that came up that I think would be interesting, though it depends on how the Piddle guys feel about this, but I think it would be interesting to do a tournament where you get the piddle tiers and then you build a team following the piddle rules, right? A roster of 10. And then you go into every battle in Swiss and you do a few rounds of Swiss with a team that you build. Because maybe if you do that, you'll learn that, hey, I really think piddle would be fun to do. Yeah, I could see so that. So it's like a piddle mini season. A mini season, but I wouldn't, I, I, the difference is there's no draft. Oh, yeah. so you don't so have you to just, actually you draft. Just you just pick from the tiers. Yeah, you just pick. You just yeah. pick from the tiers and build something from that. I, I think it would create some overpowered team or more powerful than usual Piddle teams. But I think it would also be something that would be interesting to do. It's so know much yet. fun. It's just so much work. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's going to be stuff that goes into season three of that. For those of you who don't know, Piddle is our Puckle Draft League. And you end up drafting some Pokemon and you do some battles with it. It's a... Uh, we don't know. It's probably going to be annual from here on out. We'll see. It's like fantasy football, but for nerds like us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, that's fun. but that's where I'll end it. We're going to close the news here, guys, and we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we are going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. As always, Sublime and Scrawn will be operating as a team to answer these questions. They will be earning points together. They are in a race against the other co-host for 30 points. First one to 30 gets to win a plush from PokemonCenter.com of $20 or less. Oh, wait. wait, last time I heard it was $25 or less. You trying to That's a lie, us. because I've always said $20 or less. So you are mishearing, sir. So today they are going to have five questions. Each question is going to be worth one point. However, one of these questions will have a bonus point that they can try for for six points. They also have a hint that they can use for any of these questions. 
that hint can also be cashed in at the end of the round if they do not use it and get all of the questions correct for a possible maximum total of seven points. That does not happen very often. So I wish for you the best. So if you guys are ready, I'm ready to ask you some questions. Do it. All right. All right. Question number one. What is the only monotype pseudo-legendary Pokemon? Pseudo-legendary? Pseudo-legendary. Oh, it's Gudra. It's Gudra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like you said. Gudra. Final answer. Done. Moving on. (laughs) That is correct. The answer is Gudra. And that gives you guys one point. So let's move on to question number two, where I want to know, what is the only generation that didn't introduce a pure Electric-type Pokemon? Ah, that's an interesting question. Um, hmm. Let's think about this. Not Gen 1, not Gen 2, not Gen 3, not Gen 4, not Gen 5. So it's not Gen 4? Gen 4 had Pachirizu. Okay. Gen well, 6, Gen you 5? had... Gen 5 had the Electros line. Okay. And Zebstrika line. So um, it's so six. It's 6 or 7. Okay, so Gen 6 had... Oh, you know what? Gen 7 had Zerkatry, so it has to be Gen 6 by probable yeah. elimination. And the only electric type I can think of is Helioptile and Heliolisk, which are both normal yeah, electric normals. Yeah. So there <laughs> you go, Gen 6. Is that your final answer? Final answer. I believe so, yeah. That is correct. It is Generation 6 for literally all the reasons you logicked. So that's good for you guys. That's two points. Sweet. Question. That's interesting to me. I liked that. Yeah, that was a good one. Question number three. What was the first generation that allowed you to trade Pokemon from the directly from the PC box? Oh. And you didn't have to have them in your party to trade. I know you can do it in Gen 4. Could you? I believe so. I don't think so. Right? I think I'm pretty sure you could because you could like swirl through the boxes. I thought so it was it's either Gen, 4 Gen or 5. 6. It was definitely before Gen 6. Uh, okay. It's either 4 or 5. I think it's 4. Because that would make sense because you have like the DS technology, you know. It's like a new system, we got new capabilities. All right. Hmm. Uh, all right. You know, I'll go with your your gut on this. I think it's four. It could be five. I know it's before six, but I think it's four. So let's go with four. Generation four is unfortunately incorrect. Ooh, it is actually Gen is- five. Ah, yeah, right. isn't that cool. interesting? I don't remember that either, Sublime, but I found that out. And I was just like, wow, that's interesting. Because apparently you did mm. trades directly from the party in Gen 4, which is really weird to me. Dumb. Because really dumb. I thought you traded from the boxes because it's exactly the same technology as Gen 5. I can't, right, exactly. That's why I assumed it was 4. It's such a quality of life thing that I just never think about anymore. And I saw that and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you used to have to put things in your party to trade them. And it, poof, blew my mind. Which is terrible. <laughs> oh, it's an awful system. They should be judged for it. <laughs> yes. So you're just salty. <laughs> no, that is just like, why did we, why did it take five generations to get to this? <laughs> He's not wrong. Okay. Question number four. This is your bonus point question. And I hope you guys watch Pokemon Chronicles. 
because in the Legend of Thunder three-part special in Pokemon Chronicles, there were two characters that appeared in uh, in the chron- in that episode of Pokemon Chronicles or those three part that three part series, which was a mini movie, and that's how you got Raikou into the mm-hmm. anime. And there were two characters in that that were actually seen in the main line of the anime. For those of you unaware, Pokemon Chronicles is a oh. is a series where it followed characters who were not Ash in the Pokemon world in the same universe. And there are two characters that appeared in the main anime that appeared in this Legend of Thunder special. Sublime, do you know who it is? I know the characters, it's, but I don't know their names. Butch, Butch and Cassidy. Butch and Cassidy, right? Oh, that's a good guess. I was going to say it's those two people that join up with Ash for a little bit. Uh, oh, Trey? It was a boy and a girl, and they're like, celebrate everything hope, like that this region has to offer. I think it was in um, when they were in Sinnoh, right? Because it was around the time of Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver. Um, I'm not sure. I thought that the like the evil people were Butch and Cassidy. And Butch and like- Cassidy are evil people. I, that makes sense. You know what? I think you're 1,000% correct. Let's go with Butch and Cassidy. Because hmm. we right. know for sure they have main anime appearances. So if they're in those specials, then yeah. I, it's been such a long time since I've seen it. But, uh, uh, okay, well, let's not hesitate too much. Let's just- you have the hint. Don't forget that. Okay, let's use the hint since that is... Wait, is this the bonus question you said? Yes. Oh, it's there... one for both people, yeah. Why not? Let's use the hint. You know, okay, good. Right. It's not Butch and Cassidy. Um, <laughs> uh, the two the two bad guys in that episode were called Attila and Hun. Um, oh my god. But, but these are two characters, one of which Ash battles at the Silver League conference, and another of which is... Uh, he is a researcher of Pokemon that shows up in one of the Gen 2 games. Uh, Ash encounters both of these people huh. during his travels in Johto. So, oh. Professor Allen? A researcher of Pokemon who shows up in the Gen 2 games. I mean, Professor Elm is that. that that's not wrong. I feel like he would have said, is a Pokemon professor. I don't know. I that's technically correct. I mean, if you want to get a point for that, because he was on a video phone, I wasn't counting him, but it's <laughs> technically correct. We're going to count him. <laughs> He's in there. Yes. <laughs> and he is met. He's not one of the okay, two I was thinking so... of, but I, I will accept it. Sure. Why not? So get another one if you can. Mm-hmm. There being a really cool scene where Mr. Biss uses Paris song. I feel like one of them is Lyra. Lyra. Is that a person? I don't know. It's like the Gen 5 or 6 female protagonist. I think she's the Gen 4 protagonist. As an additional hint, one of these characters has a meganium. Gen 4 is gone. I feel like that's definitely Lyra. I remember the meganium lady. I remember. Okay. Why does she have such terrible taste in starters? I need an answer, guys. Let's go with Lyra. Why not? Let's say Lyra. I don't know. So, Professor Elm, I'll give to you based on the technicality. Uh, Lyra is incorrect. Lyra didn't even exist as a concept in this uh, in this uh, time because Pokemon Chronicles took place at the end of Gen 2 in the anime and at the beginning of Gen the 3. The only episode of that I watched was the one with Misty. Yes, but <laughs> either, either way, they take place in that realm of time, in the timeline, and... Unfortunately, Lyra didn't exist at that time, 
So the characters I was looking for were Vincent slash Jackson. Jackson play, fought against Ash in the Silver League Conference. And okay. they called him Vincent in the Legend of Thunder for whatever reason. It's fine. Nobody cares. And then there was also Yusin from Pokemon Crystal because he was studying uh-huh. Soikun and also Raikou. Ah, that weirdo. Yeah. But <laughs> I will give you one point for a total of three so far today. Hey, that's three for three is the way I... Oh, three for four, rather. Three for and four. We're doing, <laughs> we're doing fine. So our next question is going to be, as always, a base stat question. And so I want to know what the highest uh, base speed is of all normal-type Pokemon. Really? You don't want to know what the highest HP for Bug is? No, oh. I don't. I don't. Yes. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Fast Bird. Uh, Mega Pidgeot's 121. Is there anything faster than Mega Pidgeot that's a normal I'm type? Thinking. What is Lopany? What's Mega Lopany speed? I bet that's Ooh. faster. Ooh. It's probably one of the two. Can you think of any like normal legendaries? Not fast ones, just slow yeah, ones. Just Gigas, yeah. It's literally has the ability slow start. Uh, Punny sounds faster to me. I feel like Lopunny is intended to be like super duper fast, right? Yeah. That's like its gig because it's a sad, sad, sad Pokemon trying to be competent. So what do they do? They just stack on a bunch of speed and attack. Fair. <laughs> yeah, let's go with Megalopony. That is correct, but I did not know Sublime had such beef with Megalopony. Just, <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it, but it's just like you're trying to make Lopony good, so you have to like really stack the deck into the two things it needs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, like it's nothing against Megalopony. I'm good. Good for you, Megalopony. Do your thing. Good oh man, punch you. those ghosts. Kick those you. ghosts. Yep. So, but Megalopony is correct. So that gives you guys four points today, which does change up the trivia score somewhat. I think. Does yeah. It? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um. <laughs> everybody's like super close except for Scrawn. So mm. it does change it up. <laughs> oh, okay. So let me go ahead and click the sort button here. We're going to sort. So in first place, we have Scrawn with 18 points, followed up in second place by Sublime with 10 what? points. <laughs> really? In third okay. place, we have Gator with eight points. Jushiro is in uh, also in third place with eight points. We have Max or Dr. Shamu with six points in fifth place. In sixth place, we have Maximus with five points tied with Whimsicott. We have Basket in eighth with four points, and we have Sigma and Snag bringing up the rear with one point, and everybody else has yet to get on the board. Did we give everyone but Jashiro a point for PuckleCon? I didn't give anybody points for PuckleCon. Okay. I just thought it'd be funny if you gave everybody but Jashiro a point. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Look at this guy. And so Sigma wasn't there. Those are the only two, I think. We missed you, our Sigma. That is it for this episode of Puckles Pokey Quiz. We are going to take a short break and be right back at you with the topic. 
Hey Puckalonians, it's your favorite co-host Zagron here. Thatch is making me do this in 30 seconds, so let's hurry up. Come, come and join us on our Discord server. We have lots of fun things. You can share your team's deck lists. We got all sorts of leagues that you can join in and battle against people. Like us, uh, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, follow our subreddit. Come and watch us on Twitch. We do a variety of fun streams on that. Our Patreon is where you can give us your money. Take, we take your money and we're, since we're a non-profit, we put it right into making the show's quality go up. Uh, if you want to give us money as well, go on to TeePublic and buy some Puckalicious shirts. We got lots of them, uh, including designs from my famous Puckle brands, and make sure to follow the Puckle Plus listening feed through various themes. Oh, this isn't 30 seconds. This is 40. Ah, I'll have to deal with it. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be creating a more mature Pokemon anime for the audiences to consume. We were about to get into this before we started recording, and I stopped it because I thought it was too good. But Sublime and I were talking about Pokemon XYZ, which you had finished watching, right, Sublime? I just finished watching it yesterday. Yeah, and he was talking about how it was incredibly good, which I also agree with. For those of you who haven't watched it, it is actually on Netflix right now, so you can yep. just go binge watch the crap out of Pokemon XYZ, also in all of the episodes, all in order, without going to the Pokemon TV app, which doesn't always autoplay for whatever reason, because reasons. And it's like more stable, it's just a better viewing experience. Yes, I agree with that. I, I'm so amazed, this is just a complete aside, about internet viewing like for videos and like how instability is such a problem still even 2018 outside of like youtube and netflix i just can't get over it but i digress but pokemon xyz great anime exceptional really like i think i think it's the high point of all of the anime like entirely and then you make a hard turn into pokemon sun and moon did you try watching that back to back I've been watching bits and pieces of it even before, like okay. because it's so episodic. I'm like, I'll open up the Pokemon TV app and I'll be like, why don't I just watch a couple of episodes where they're in Ultra Space? And then, like the episode after this, really, what I think is this important pro- plot point is them just like doing dumb things. The next it's episode, filler. and I'm like, it's all. Eh. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the format for Sun and Moon. I don't think a lot of people are personally. But yeah, like Scron said, filler episode. There's a lot of filler though yeah. in Sun and Moon. It's like a filler season, is what it feels like. A little bit, yeah. There's not much meat to it. No. Part of the problem is they can just go wherever they want, whenever they want, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not a journey per se. It's just like let's just go to this island and do this or do that island on that, right? Like it represents the kids with the iPads. Okay, yeah, I guess <laughs> a fair point. <laughs> That iPad generation ruined our Pokemon anime. Okay, yeah, kind of, kind of. <laughs> iPad generation, man. <laughs> well, Back in my day. let's talk about a contrast here, because in the Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon Pokédex entries in the game, we see a lot more darker entries about like what Pokemon prey on other Pokemon. So perhaps in a more adult anime experience we could have those predatory relationships in oh. the pokemon food chain so i think a really simple answer to creating a pokemon anime a more mature one that i think would be excellent would be honestly go talk to the people at pokemon adventures and just steal their story and make it an anime then you've got <laughs> i mean you've honestly got a really good mature story honestly yeah uh, that's so true and you get it you do get those predatory relationships i mean there's an Arbok that gets cut in half. Yeah. You, you know, that, that, that 
I think there are two of those, actually. <laughs> I, I don't think that's the only time that a Pokemon gets, like, destroyed. I think specifically, like, Arbok gets, like, sliced in half at least twice. Oh, no, it does. It's once at, um, I believe, the Lavender Town Tower. And then another time it happens, it happens again during, like, the showdown with the Elite Four or something like that. Or with Koga. I forget which one. Because what ends up happening is they reveal that, that it's the same Arbok that got cut in half. Because it's just got these amazing regenerative powers. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah but you don't have zombie. to feel bad. You yeah. don't have to feel bad about cutting it in half. It was a zombie. Honestly, that seems like some Naruto stuff right there, okay? <laughs> That's pretty true. You could do a solid anime, though, just based on the manga story. Pokemon Adventures is such a ride. You know, there are some moments in the main series anime. Like, I remember in Gen 3, there was this uh, scene where, like, a Skarmory was being incredibly territorial. And, like, yeah. so true because, like, Skarmory is, like, this incredibly territorial, giant, predatory bird with, like, swords as wings. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, in Gen 6 anime, they had uh, the episode with the Litwick and the Lampent, mm. where they're literally... The ghost like, episodes will take you there. Live. Life forces. Yeah. All, like, smiling in your face. And it's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's an episode like that in Gen 5, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I mean, honestly, like, the, probably the most disturbing Pokedex entry of all time that, like, if this was put in a show, like, you could not make it, like, PG, even. Like, it'd need to be PG-13. And it's uh, Delmize. Because Delmize feeds on exclusively large predatory organisms in the ocean, like Waylord. <laughs> and it, like, will kill Waylord by, like, swinging its anchor and knocking them down in one blow. And then it will feed off of their life force. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I yeah, want that. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think you I could taking this in a different direction. I thought we yeah. were going to have Looker in like a film noir kind of thing. You have oh, jazz okay. music playing in the background. I'm he's just... looking through some blinds, and he's just dealing with like the gritty, gritty, gritty stories. Honestly, you could. So I think that's another direction you could take it. Because if we look back in the past, we had something like Pokemon Chronicles, which we referenced in the quiz. But Pokemon Chronicles was just this set of stories that were one or two episodes at most, unless it was Legend of Thunder, then it was three. I think they need to do another one of those. I, I think it's fantastic because Ash is just yeah. not in it. And you get to see other characters get built out in the universe. Right. But at the same time, you could just have side adventures in the same universe. But you could even take the stories even further. Like you said, with Looker, you could do the Looker side quests and stuff like that. And I mean, they're exactly. kind of... They're trying to do that in the anime, kind of, with the Ultra Beast. I don't think they're doing it very well, because they're still doing it in their very campy way. Of, like, oh, do, 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 let's go stop this deck attacker that's destroying town. And then, they, they, like, they don't take it seriously. It's not like Power Rangers, where it's like, yeah, let's bring the Megazord to stop this guy, right? It's, oh, man, stack attacker, you're really upset. I'm so sorry. And then... I think it's way funnier... Just to think that Looker isn't actually a member of the so-called international police, but is really just a mentally deranged man who thinks he's part of the international police and just gets involved in these misadventures. That's the definition of Doctor Who. Like, <laughs> like 
that that is what it is uh it's just the doctor going around getting involved in stuff he probably shouldn't get involved in but he's gonna do it anyway and then then you have an episode of doctor who and he looks just like david Tennant, so it's okay that's what looker is he's just he's just the 10th doctor can we get a live action version of looker played by david Tennant? I'd be so down by that, but with that, by the way, like if we have David, like we're getting the Detective Pikachu movie next year, right? I would be so down if we got a Looker movie and it was David Tennant starring as Looker. I mean, I'd be so okay with that. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't don't we know of in the anime at least another like main character who's sort of an international police member and it's Lance? No, he- that's we so. That was before I think they really thought about the international police. Yeah. Because Lance, they called in the anime a G-Man, or whatever that means. <laughs> and He's a G-Man. He's a G-Man. Because they had to put Lance in the anime in gold and silver because that made more sense. But they, I, I'm blown away by the concept of the Elite Four in the anime. I think that's also something that gets lost. I would really like to see, if they want to do something different with the, with, with the Elite Four... Again, going back to it, Pokemon Adventures. Because in Pokemon Adventures, the Elite Four end up being the leaders of, like, this ring of criminals. And they're just, like, mob bosses bigger than Giovanni. Right? Okay. So, hashtag historical context here. A lot of Pokemon is based upon the Japanese feudalism structure, where you had uh, the Shogun, their warlords, and... A, an elite inner circle that the Shogun kept around him, which in this case was the Elite Four, called the Daimyo. Mm. And the Daimyo were his most uh, favored of subjects. So you'd have the Shogun, who is clearly the champion, surrounding himself by these powerful people to increase his own strength. And then you have the warlords who are spread around. Spread around. And in order to like challenge the Shogun, you had to defeat all the warlords that's kind of some historical context there. That's interesting. I that's I actually didn't know that. Thank you for teaching me something today, Scrawn. Yeah, it's in, in like if we want to get into super dark historical stuff, like that, like, and I'm saying this because we're talking about like a more mature anime possibility. What the Shogun would often do is like take the his daimyo's like family members into his own castle so that he could manipulate them freely. Hmm. So literally, like like the elite four are, are basically servants of the champion. If you that's kind of how it worked out, though, in the manga, if you don't, if you recall, because it w- it was just really interesting. Because half of the gym leaders in the manga, if you're not aware, I'm, I'm spoiling it for you. We did an episode on the red, green, blue manga, I believe. I don't think we did. I don't think we did yellow though. Recently, we should do that in the near future. We should do yellow. However. In the red, green, blue manga, half of the gym leaders are actually in Team Rocket. It's nuts. It's cool. It's a really interesting take on everything. And then you end up defeating them with... Well, you don't, but Red ends up defeating them in the manga. It's a really cool story. I think it would work really well as an anime. Alternatively, I think you could also do something... You could probably combine elements from the manga and combine the elements there with uh, Pokemon Origins. And I think you can create a really solid anime for everybody in, uh, for just everybody involved, because you end up with, uh, you can see the video game progress, but you can see way cooler battle sequences. You can see more mature themes that you can pull from the video game. 
Now, I think that's a little off because at that point, you start making canon for video games that already came out. And like I say, almost all the time, Pokemon's a real big fan of headcanon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at this point, you're kind of getting rid of the headcanon. And yeah, but I think I think at this point, the red and blue stories are so old that you can kind of go and do that. You might be ruining childhoods to an extent, but I feel like there's enough of a consensus on Say what's it's going a different on. Different version, yeah. Yeah, but. even then. Well, I think this would be a really good time for them to do it too. With Let's Go coming out, um, you you still have the anime that's for children, but you could do like a more mature one that's still based on Gen One, and you could bring back a lot of those older fans who are your main audience when you're trying to pull the Let's Go people, right? And that's uh it would be interesting you could you could do something cool like pokemon origins and you could get a lot of crazy stuff going i wonder if we'll get something like that they did something like that uh twice where we got pokemon origins i believe back in 2016 correct me if i'm wrong no it was before 2016 i'm a liar yeah yeah um it was it was uh 2013 we got pokemon origins wow it's a four episode series yeah that was 2013 i am so upset that i forgot it was in 2013 that is such a long time ago and then last and then in 2016 we got pokemon generations right mm-hmm. yeah oh Where man it's like the 24 or so episodes or something. yeah it was like 24 or 18 or something like that it was a weird number yeah but they were also much smaller than the episodes you got for it's still great to watch though oh my gosh that's what i want though by the way like i want yeah. something that takes elements of like the generations and the origins and kind of just shoves them together and gives me a really cool story more akin to the video games i think that would be great i think there's a lot you can do there and a lot of i i don't know what to say but you could do a lot of different stories you can have a much cooler much more action-based anime much more action-based story and i think that would go over really really well with a lot of people though i can understand what you want and seeing pokemon interact with the universe more but i i think they can do that better in the anime they have now than they could do in a more mature setting because i really want the more mature podcast or not podcast we're making a podcast Uh, i want the more mature anime to be something that you can something that you can actually follow a story with every episode has consequences every story moves forward like there's no if you look at something like soul eater there's not very much fluff there except maybe that whole episode about excalibur but the (laughs) The excalibur episodes are important though (laughs) fool fool um so (laughs) I, i think that's just something to think about though in terms of what you can want, I want to do with the anime. I like in Naruto. Every episode has a thing that goes forward. Dragon Ball Z has almost no filter, and I think Pokemon could join something like that. Is that it, it could, but it won't because like uh, they need to appeal to the younger audience. What I see Pokemon turning into is sort of like this two track, um, two track audience with like a gap in between. So you yes. got like the adult audience of like people who have high nostalgia for the early games, and you got the younger audience, which is clearly what they're trying to do, appeal to with Let's Go, so that they can kind of like, you know, understand like what's going on with the older audience. And they're kind of like having these two simul tracks, uh, you know, progress with each other. Mm-hmm. Where like the older track does everything that the younger track is involved in, but also occasionally gets some cool stuff. I honestly agree with that. Yeah. I, I can agree with that just because I don't know. 
I'm really excited for the prospect of this game in 2019 being something that's a little bit different just because they can be a little bit edgier for us, the more core series gamers <laughs> in Pokemon. And I want it. I guess I want them to do that with the whole franchise. <laughs> <laughs> like give us two halves of the whole franchise. You're doing it with Pokemon, the, the main line games, right? Because they did call let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. The main series, they called the main series games, right? And I think it depends on what I think there's a distinction within the main series that has to be made now in terms of what games they are like. Let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee. These are not spinoffs. They are main series games. But does that mean they're core series games? And I think the answer is no. I do think they are main series games. They're just not games that people like that are made for people like you, me and Sublime, though. I'm sure all three of us are buying it. Yeah, Eh. Probably, I guess, just because I feel like I have to. You're gonna give in. It's fine. All right, like I don't like. It's not for me, and like I'll get it, but I'm not gonna like it. (laughs) It's like I'll do it, Pokemon, but I'm not happy about it. (laughs) As they, and again, that was all of Gen Seven. So, uh, I would say Sun and Moon weren't that bad, but the moment that they went and the Ultra Sun Ultra Moon was just like. The biggest bait and switch, in my opinion. That was just like a really big bait and switch because they built up Ultra Sun Ultra Moon to be these really new games, cutting edge, all this other stuff. And then they even add new Pokemon. You're just like, wow, this is going to be really cool, right? And then Ultra Sun Ultra Moon comes out and you're like, wow, this is the same game. (laughs) And you get really sad and disappointed. But that, it had different, like, beasts. Kind of. Mm. And it, uh, yeah, it had different totem Pokemon. That's like a, completely different. A for real I can't, moment. I can't. That Toga Demaro fight was hard, <laughs> dude. I really appreciated the the totem battles in Sun and Moon and They're Ultra Sun Ultra Moon because you could get some really hard ones. Yeah, and you can lose. Like that's a thing. Like uh, if they can make a season player lose. I feel like that was the the definite defining feature of Sun and Moon in terms of what it did for the franchise <laughs> was making the battles harder. But let's take a step back back to the anime uh, just to give some closing thoughts there. I think it would be really interesting, though, for the Pokemon company to take some of those ideas that they have because, one, I think the manga is a super underappreciated story in the franchise only because I think... Out of the hardcore Pokemon fans, I'd say probably only something like 5% have actually read the manga and have actually appreciated the story that's in the manga, which is such a shame because if those are the people who are like us, we're the older crowd that are typically the more hardcore into the into the franchise. And then you have the Pokemon manga, which is this nice mature story that follows everything that we do in the video games and changes it a little bit enough that you go, okay, this isn't exactly the video games. So it doesn't ruin your video game head cannon. And it's done in a beautiful way. And I don't know, maybe they can do something to make the manga more relatable and easier to find. Uh, My closing comments. I'd like to see more adult designs. Like uh, some characters I really like would be like examples of like Kukui or Olivia who like have these obvious, like, you know, sort of backstories and history. Yes. And then you get characters like Sophocles, which are like poorly designed, like little dots as eyes, line as a face, you know, 
Mm-hmm. I don't want more of that. Like, I cringe every time I look at the Sophocles TCG card. I can see that entirely. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'd like to see just a more mature story. And I think they could, I think more mature designs is probably a more real, realistic expectation for what we want in the future. And I think that's something that we'll definitely get more of. I think it depends on the tone they want to take with the next generation. Yeah. I Gen 8, I think, is, for me, probably my most anticipated generation in quite a while. Probably since Gen 4 or 5. And... Or no, I'd say I'd say on the terms of like hype scale that I had pre generation launches, I was pretty hyped for generation four, like super hyped. And then generation six and now generation eight. I'm very excited to see what they do with generation eight. I am probably gonna be let down. Um <laughs> probably. Because I am breaking my own rule of getting too excited for this and managing my expectations from Game Freak and the Pokemon company, but they have an opportunity here just to take it another step further. And I'm sure they're not listening to this right now, but if they are, like, just take it to heart from, like, a true Pokemon fan. Like, that's what I want to see. <laughs> but I think with that, we can close it out. We will go ahead and take a short break here, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. So we'll catch you on the flip-flop. Our Pokemon of the episode today is National Dex number 359, Absol, the disaster Pokemon. The only thing unlucky about Absol is its appearance. It protects fields and warns people of disaster, so one ought to be grateful for it. Absol is good and bad at the same time. Yeah, Isn't that the most ridiculous Pokedex entry? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You ought to be grateful for it. And its appearance is unlucky. How unlucky its appearance is. It's just like the doctor from Doctor Who. I'm going back to this. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on this today. <laughs> There's, If you watch the opening of the new seasons of Doctor Who, the first one's like, yeah, when this guy's around, there's always something bad that happens. And they think it's because he's there that it's happening. But the re- it's actually he goes to the disaster. To warn you. To warn you. And that's exactly what Absol's doing. Thankless. Poor Absol. But the problem is with Absol, in my opinion, as a competitive Pokemon, is that he is pure dark type. I don't think pure dark type is a good typing. Don't you wish, and I wish this when they did its Mega Evolution, don't you wish it was Dark Fairy? Right, it should have been. No. It was just pure dark. No. Pure dark. I totally thought it was Dark Fairy type when it Mega Evolved. No. Right? It should be. It even has Play Rough. It even has Play Rough. Mm-hmm. It was such a chance for it to do that. Wouldn't that have been so much better? Absol gets that thing that we're talking about with Lopunny, too, when it Mega Evolves, by the way. So Absol, on its own, has base 65 HP, 130 attack, 60 defense, 75 special attack, 60 special defense, 75 speed. If it had more speed, I think regular Absol would be way better. 75 is just a bleh speed stat. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it just needs... If it were like 90 or something, I think you'd see Septile, mm-hmm. or not Septile, Absol being used way more often. And Absol is, like, Mega Absol specifically is really good because it's basically, uh, you know, a Fortress slash Ferrothorn, like, counter hardcore. Yeah, yeah and on top of that, it, its oh. stats just match that because what ends up getting raised are not its defenses, just its attacks and speed. And you get a 150 attack, which is unnecessary. The 130 was really nice. 
115 special attack, which is really unnecessary, but also very nice. And then you also get an additional, you get up to 115 speed, which I think is something that regular Absol deserves, is a speed stat like that, because it would be fantastic. But it's given to its Mega instead, because Megas typically give you a boost of 100 base stat points, and that's what you get there. I think and, they now consistently do 100. Yeah, it's, it's very close. I yeah. think they're all about 100. They are all exactly 100. Are it they? It used to be that Mega Alakazam only gave 90, but they corrected it, I believe. So That's, that's good slash bad. But Mega Absol is, I mean, it's decent. It's in our UBL, as we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, which means that it can't be used in RU, but it's not good enough to be in UU yet. <laughs> it has a UU, um, like, write-up, so somebody's using it in UU. I believe it was in UU for a little while, and then it got knocked down to RU for might usage. Have just dropped it, it might climb its way back up, you know? That's just usage. So. Well, if you listen to the Battlecast that came out a couple of weeks ago, it might honestly go back up, because UU had a major shift in meta, in my opinion, recently, because it lost things like Gliscor, um, which was a huge threat. Now you can kind of send out something that's going to be... There's not as many physical walls now, and Absol can just take things like a boss like that. Uh, it, we were mentioning this before off air, but it's got the highest base stat for uh, Sucker Punch out of all Sucker Punch users, right? Uh, highest stab Sucker Punch. That was my apologies. Yeah. Which is, that's cool. It's got. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's got, that. that's going to hit pretty hard. It's base 60, so have fun with that. He gets access Isn't to things. Is it base 70? Um, is it? I thought it was 60. If it's 70, I'm going to. I'm going to have a mental breakdown. It is 70. Wow. I am bad. Um, it gets access to knockoff, which is always a solid move. He's get he, His move pool is pretty deep. He's got play rough. He's got iron tail. He's got superpower. Something Absol needs is a switch move like parting shot or U-turn. Because that would make magic bounce so much better. If Absol had parting shot, I think you would see it go to OU. Yeah. Because Mega Absol Parting Shot, I feel would be a gimmick. Feel like would be like a solid gimmick that you would see a lot in the meta. I mean, that would also make it. Well, it'd make it the second fastest uh, Parting Shot user, I think. Or no, it'd be tied. I think Mega Absol. I forget what Garfield Speed is. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, it's a Lowland Persian is known as Garfield. Yes, (laughs) it is just Garfield, and it's one of three Pokemon that can use Parting Shot. So it would be tied for fast. It would be tied. That's what I thought. Four. Four. Well, three. Yeah, you're right. Three. It's three. It's it's uh, Alolan Zilbali. Persian, Alolan, and it's Pangoro, and... Um, Silvali. Silvali, yes. Two of them just came out. It, was, it used to be a signature move of Pangoro. Yeah. And then you... Yeah, but his move pool is so deep, you could do a lot with him. Obviously, you want to probably try to make him a special... Or a physical attacker, not physical a special attacker. attacker. But with um, 115, you could go mixed and throw people off, which yeah, is always well, nice. I think you could do it, especially... Um, I'm, what tier is Fortress in? I believe it's down but lower now. I believe it's at least UU. It's RU, which is not perfect because this thing is banned from RU. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, you do see Fortress, though, in UU. And yeah, yeah, yeah. what you could do if you want to get the coverage on the Fortress is you could just slap, like, Flamethrower or Fire Blast onto your Absol. And you've got some coverage there, and you then you run naive yeah. instead of run naive instead yeah. of jolly on Solid. your Absol. This Pokemon debuted in the Jirachi movie, right? Uh, Absol? 
I'm not exactly sure when Absol made a debut in the anime. Came out in the Jirachi movie. It's what I want to say because it was like caged up. It did debut in Jirachi Wishmaker. Wow. The movie that nobody cared about. So and sad. No yeah. Mm. yeah, and that's actually... So Mega Absol appeared, but until then, it wasn't really seen again. In at least a main role. It was in Jirachi. Yeah. Because Absol is essentially an incredibly rare Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That's what it's made out to be. Yeah. That's cool. And then you've got, yeah. I mean, so if you want to run one, uh, Mega Absol, that is, I would go ahead, just slap knockoff, sucker punch, probably pursuit. Though I guess Iron Tail would be good if you want to try to cover fairies. But if you're playing in UU, there aren't a lot of fairies. So don't worry about it too much. Um, you could run pursuit for some pursuit trapping, though he's got superpowers. So just slap superpower on the guy too. And if you want that coverage, slap on fire blast. And then I would go naive. And run 252 attack, 252 speed. I would also run him justified as the ability, Absol's ability before he mega evolves. Because you could maybe get a switch in onto a knockoff or something. And with him being a dark mm-hmm. type, that gives him an attack boost for free. And just have some fun, kids. Oh, justified is pretty much like you could make a case for pressure, but uh, yeah, justified you could, is definitely superior. Yeah, you can make a case for pressure. I would agree with that. Um, now, if you want to run him in. PU, which is where he is currently. Um, I'm not super into the PU tier. Um, I dabbled in it for a little while, so take what I say with a grain of salt. Only because Skunk Tank, I think, is way better, and I'm not sure if it got moved out or not. I wasn't paying that much attention to the tier changes. But he's got... You can just run a Swords Dance set. He's got 130 attack. Just do that. Uh, Swords Dance, Knock Off, Sucker Punch, and then Superpower Play Rough. Make your choice. Pick your poison. It doesn't really matter, in my opinion, uh, <laughs> down in down in PU, because you're not going to run into too many Pokemon that are going to want one or over the other. Like, unless you're just like, man, I really want to counter fighting types down in PU. Then, yeah, run play rough. If you're having trouble with normal types in PU, run superpower. That's kind of how it goes. I would honestly run this one adamant just because base 75 speed is still bad in PU. And, yeah, you can run life orb. Darkium Z even on the knockoff, which would be really cool. Give you a really good black hole eclipse attack. And even Ferium Z or Fidium Z, I think would be really cool. And once again, 252 attack, 252 speed. Just have fun, kids. Yeah. Um, just don't die. <laughs> don't die. Don't die. <laughs> I mean, it's Absol, man. Uh, did Absol have anything ever notable in the TCG? I'm not going to lie. I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. Let's I believe look you. It up. Let's take a look real quick. Because I don't think even like, because I know it got a promo because it had a Mega. There was definitely an Absol EX and then an Absol, a Mega Absol EX. Because they did that with almost every single Mega. Oh man, it's taking Yeah, they long. all had the EX and the, like for the Mega, but it wasn't good. It wasn't. Yeah. It was not. It was not good. There was an Absol in Guardians Rising. 100 it's HP. Not good. It's One not. dark energy could do future sight, which is look at the top four cards of either player's deck and put them back in any order. So it's essentially Gallade's Premonition, but as an attack, which is a waste of time. Then you've also got Doom News for a dark and a colorless, which is put all the energy attached to this Pokemon into your hand. At the end of your opponent's next turn, the defending Pokemon will be knocked out. That's actually kind of cool. It's not good, though. That's not good, <laughs> but it's kind of cool. It's interesting. If Dark had a had energy transfer i feel like you'd see that more often 
That'd be a fun deck if Dark had energy transfer. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but That's true. It'd be a fun little gimmick deck to build. And it would still be bad. Just wait until Dark gets energy transfer, guys. It's going to happen. It's still It's going to happen. I promise. All right. So we. I think that's it for Absol. Yeah, Absol is a cool Pokemon that deserves better. It does deserve better. So that is going to be it for the Pokemon of the episode, guys. If you want to learn more about cool Pokemon stuff, check out PucklePodcast.com or listen to the TCG cast or other cool things like Battlecast on our Puckle Plus feed. So we are going to kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! And on to the mailbag. For those of you unaware, the mailbag is the segment where we read listener emails on the show. You can send one in to us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We typically have a writing prompt. And this week, we asked you guys what you want to see come back in Generation 8. We also want to ask you guys for next week to send in the emails to pucklepodcast at gmail.com with what is uh, what would you like to see in a more mature Pokemon anime? Send that in once again, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Of course, as always, though, the mailbag segment is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And as always, if you write a good email that starts some good discussion, we will give you the Green Tauros badge roll on our Discord server. So definitely try to do that if you want to be get that. You got to write an email, kids. Yeah, write kids. Write that email. Write that email. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we are going to kick it on off with Doc Noximus. I believe you have this one, Skron. Yep. We meet again, Puckle. Insert final bossy philosophy. Okay. (laughs) Doc Nox here. Anywho, keeping it concise as possible, I want to return to Awesome Starters. It's pocket monsters, not pocket wrestlers. Also fed up with the bloat of bipedal evolutions. I'm no encyclopedia of competitive balance, but this is what I thought up. And yes, I intended to do weaknesses. One, fire steel, roly-poly thorny devil lizard. (laughs) A fast physical attacker with bite moves. It hides, ambushing other fire-type Pokemon. Has the ability Iron Barbs or Strangja. Hidden ability is bonus priority for first move when brought in. Oh, that's cool. That'd be pretty powerful. That'd be pretty Uh, broken, actually. Yeah. I mean, fire steel is such a good type on top of that. Yeah. I know that like you can't have that ability. I will not allow it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two. Grass Fairy, a royal orchid peacock. It has high special and status powder moves. Beautiful, alluring, tricks its opponents to their doom. Okay, a bit morbid. Uh, ability prankster or dazzling, and hidden ability is guaranteed crit on status afflicted. Okay, so it's like a better merciless. Yeah, I guess. Because Merciless is just poison. It's always a guaranteed crit. Yeah. And three, a water-fighting thick-skull leviathan. It's extremely territorial, said to eat Gyarados. Bulky, weight-based moveset. Ability rough skin or anger point. Hidden ability bonus to slams and headbutts. Okay. Um, What was that one's type again? Water, water fighting. fighting water fighting uh okay sure yeah the idea of something eating gyarados just makes me uncomfortable 
Well, not even that, but just something. I don't know. I don't think you would get that from a starter, right? Because your starter is supposed to be your friend, and it's not supposed to be a species that needs to be tamed. If you understand what I get with that, yeah, yeah. Be- like if we're using anime canon, these are essentially rare Pokemon that are being bred in like specific environments and then given to trainers as like a conservation effort. Yeah, it's it's kind of. Well, like I said, starters are meant to be somebody that you grow with, and they're supposed to be more friendly they Pokemon. They should be easy to raise, yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, and that turns it into a legendary. Like, it could be a cool Pokemon on its own, where it goes and it becomes this awesome Pokemon that you have to try to tame and catch. But I don't think that's a starter. Starters aren't supposed to be something that's like, oh, yeah, you're going to turn into a monster that could eat my house. No, you're going to turn into a monster that's very human-friendly and can have these awesome abilities. I, I, I do idea of like. I do want the peacock. I do want a peacock Pokemon. Yeah. I've wanted that for a long time. So, however, we can get that in. I'm okay with that. I would also be okay with the lack of bipedal Pokemon. I don't think we've okay. had. I don't think we've had a starter since Gen Five that wasn't bipedal. Because Gen Gen Six, they were both. Bi- they were all bipedal. All three are bipedal, though. They're uh, final evolutions. Brokey's mm-hmm. on all fours as well, if you count No, that. but like Greninja, no, no, the final Fox, evolution. and Chestnut are all bipedal. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Samurott I, wasn't. Um, huh. yeah. Samurott was weird, though, because it went from bipedal to quadruped. So, doesn't have legs. I've only had one bipedal. <laughs> Primarina doesn't have legs, guys. That's true. <laughs> Primarina's a mermaid, so she doesn't need legs. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, he says, you stay classy, Puckle. And then he sent a picture of a thorny devil devil lizard. Yep. All right, so this next one is going to be from BK Cobra, and I think you've got it, Sublime. So, greetings, Puckle fam. I thought I would take a break from getting thrashed by Summer League gyms to answer this week's mailbag question in before following Pokemon. I think the feature I want to return the most is DexNav. Having finally played Oras for the first time this year, this feature is easily one of my favorites from the entire series. I know some people might suggest that this isn't a good feature for a new game instead of a remake, but for me it has really extended the gameplay and added a new variety of choice that I haven't experienced in other playthroughs. In other games, if I want to start out with a specific egg move or hidden ability, I have to trade it over. The Dex Nav allows me to do this by just hunting, something that I think most fans of the Pokemon series love doing. I, I don't, personally. But. I, I honestly um, think that it's more fun than doing SOS chains for these types of things. I mean, I would just read what I need and be done. Yeah, okay, so, okay, okay um, but let's take a moment and go yeah. back to Oraz. What if you wanted a Pokemon, though, what, during through your playthrough that had an egg move or let's say you spent the time to take the extra 20 minutes it takes to do a dex nav and you catch a pokemon with a special move before you get to the person you breed with this is just for playthrough purposes all right right? hypothetically why wouldn't i just transfer over what i wanted because you're not a boring pokemon fan sublime i just i am i guess i'm just saying like like people like hunting i'm just not into it i'm just saying we aren't the norm i think that's i think that's honestly (laughs) hyper training here's a feature i want um this brings me to my next point hyper training if they don't bring back this feature i'd be disappointed in general but imagine the potential of a game with both hyper training and dex staff i want hyper training and super training that's what i want yes Um, right like i don't need the dex nav just give me super training back um 
Trainers would be able to bond with their Pokemon like never before. Think of it. You're doing a playthrough and you spend time looking for your perfect combo with the right nature. You bond with that Pokemon on your journey. Bonus bonding if refresh returns. Another great feature, in my opinion. Maybe even EV training if you're feeling motivated. Then, once you've reached your goal of defeating the single-player experience, you hyper-train your beloved teammate and carry it with you into the multiplayer landscape. I love this idea and can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. Heart emoji, bird keeper, cobra. Heart emoji. Mm. What do they say? Trainers will be able to bond with their Pokemon like never. Okay, okay. Well, I think you have to EV train. That's not a maybe. Either you EV train or you don't take it to the multiplayer. Yes, that is absolutely First true. Of, First of all, that's all. I wish there were more modes of battling that Pokemon put into their games for stuff like that. Just because. I don't know. I think it would be more fun to be able to play against people or have an experience with somebody who isn't EV training, right? I I don't want to sit there and like if some kid wants to battle me, say at nationals or some place that I go that has a Pokemon event, and you know the kid obviously doesn't play competitive Pokemon, right? And he's just like, I want to battle. I'd much. I I honestly keep my in-game teams for reasons like yeah. that. Yeah, um, perfect. I, I'll keep my in-game teams for that, but I know not everybody else will do something like that. And but I, because I want that to be more accessible, just to be able to have more casual battles. Like I, I love competitive battling. Obviously, I mean we, I do Battlecast, I do viewer battle streams. I have a lot of fun with that. I think just battling people in general is a lot of fun. I think there's a lot that goes into it, and honestly, it's really good practice for me because I was falling out of it for the longest time. And it, I, I just really enjoy it. I get something out of it. But I don't know. I yeah. It, I don't know how to make it go any farther. But yeah, thanks, thanks, Bird Keeper Cobra. Uh, so our next one is from I believe Lydius. Hello, everyone. With Generation Eight on the distant horizon, there is much speculation and hopes about what will be presented to us. I believe if Diamond and Pearl re- get remakes, it'll be after the introduction of Gen 8. Oh, absolutely. That's hands down what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So assuming it's an entirely new region. You heard it here, folks. Gen 8, Gen 4 coming back. Because <laughs> that says it's not going to happen. That's what It's Puckle's role in the universe. This is just a small portion of what I want in terms of returning features and things not yet experienced. Pokemon following you. I think there's actually a strong possibility of that happening with Let's Go happening. I think they're, or they're just going to keep it to the Let's Go games. I don't know which one yet. Simple EV training methods. I think we already have that, personally. Just unless give us super training. Damn. Super training, yeah. Compatibility with the DS versions, mainly from Bank, if anything. Oh, absolutely. You're going to have, you're going to have Bank. It's necessary at this point. That was literally the concept for Pokemon Bank. When they came out with it, they're yeah. like, this is going to be our solution going forward for all future Pokemon games. Multiple save files, three max, one for each starter. Now, this is interesting, because I'm not sure if you guys are aware or not. Let's Go can have multiple save files now, because it does it based on the person that's playing the Switch. And you can have, yeah, you can it have multiple accounts on the Switch, so you can have multiple accounts on Pokemon Let's Go. Right? Uh, I think Let's Go is like a really nice testing ground for a lot of these features. They thought were something that were as a staple of the franchise. So it's going to be interesting. Difficulty settings. I would love to see that come back, by the way. I would love to see difficulty settings come back. Flying actively from town to town, similar to Oraz. 
that would be cool. I'd be down with that. If because we already have Pokemon rides, so that would be cool to make that one of the Pokemon rides. Is just like uh, uh, what's it? What do they call it? Soaring in Oraz. As odd as it sounds, my favorite game to fly in were was uh, Pokemon. Uh, what is it? Shadow, not Shadows of Almia, but the one out Guardian Signs, mm-hmm. where you can fly around on Latios or Latias as well. So I haven't played the Ranger games outside of the first one, and I really what? should. You really need to. Like I really I should. Think that, like Almia is the second one, and it's probably the best in the series. But Oblivia, uh, I, I, I call them by the regions that they're seven. Yes. Uh, Guardian Signs is good as well. Okay, I'll have to take a look because I, the original Ranger kind of sucked in terms of gameplay, and I know they improved it in the future installments. Okay, well, the original Ranger is my personal favorite because it has a higher skill cap. Yeah, because, I agree uh, with that. Yeah, because uh, you don't like get to save your circles if mm-hmm. you break the chain, and you have to restart from the beginning. But in the later ones, you can just sort of like, bam, 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 with yep. your circles, if that makes sense. I, I understand. I know what you're talking about. I don't know if anybody else does, but I do. <laughs> as long I, as you do, Thatch. <laughs> a darker theme. Pokemon has become too friendly. I want my rival to be a jerk. Battle Battle Frontier. I think that would be huge. If we got like a good Battle Frontier, I would be so Whoa. happy with that. If I got a Battle Frontier, I would do nothing else. I'm just like, I need those gold symbols again. If we got the type of Battle Frontier in Emerald, not the Gen 4 Battle Frontier. I don't think that one was very good. I really enjoyed the Gen 3 Battle Frontier, though, and I think a lot of people did, and we were really upset it wasn't in Oraz. But yeah, no, I would definitely play way too much Battle Frontier if we got it back. Like a stupid amount of Battle Frontier. Because you gotta get those gold symbols, man. You gotta get those gold symbols. Mythical side quest instead of a generic delivery man. Not dressed like a delivery man handing you one of the Pokemon rarest Pokemon on the planet. So true. We talked about that a lot last week. Built-in alternate modes such as Nuzlocke. I believe these would keep the game keep the game playable by presenting these ideas to players who had never heard of them or seek a different challenge. I don't think they'll ever do Nuzlocke's, only because that's a very fan-made thing. And I don't think they'll ever embrace that one. They'll never implement it, but yeah. like, that's fine. That's fine. You can do it to yourself, and that's the whole point of a Nuzlocke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and finally, a thought that has crossed my mind, a first-person option. What do you think it would do for the games, especially when combined with an ability to fly from town to town? What an experience. Uh, I don't know that that no. would be great. Yeah, it's not like yeah. a, it's not like driving yeah. a car or shooting a gun. It's a turn-based RPG. And if I have trainer customization, I need to be able to see how good I look at. <laughs> I'm just having flashbacks to the to the absolutely horrific Skyrim Pokemon mod stream <laughs> I did a while ago. Where, like, I pressed a button and suddenly, like, a dragon comes flying over me, except it's Charizard. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it's probably not a really good idea. Cause... I don't well, believe yeah, this. That's all, that's all I got. <laughs> I don't believe this would ever be introduced. However, it's an interesting thought. Well, I hope this sparks some conversation. I could ramble on all day with hopes and dreams, but I'll leave this leave you with this. Love the podcast. Keep it up. Catch me on Discord. Smiley face. Lydia's. I really did appreciate that. That did spark some conversation. It did. I like that one. Success. Yeah. All right. So this last last one. one Yeah. Do it. 
Dearest the one and only Thatch and his excellent podcast crew, one year and three months away from what we believe the next generation of Pokemon, with this comes the hype and speculation of what there is to come. What I would love to appear in Generation 8 would be the new regional forms. Let's face it, I think some of us were more hyped to get the new forms than new Pokemon. Come, when we see new Gen 2 Pokemon, or could we see new Generation 4 Pokemon? If we was to get a Generation 4 remake, this would work well on getting the original forms. This might sound odd, but the one thing I loved about Gen 7 was the color we got. Ultra Sun and Moon opened up, and bang! The color was so good to see, and I remember loving it and soaking it all in. This might sound odd, but the one thing I loved about Gen 7 was the... Oh wait, I just read the same thing again. I would love to get some more Megas introduced, but I very much doubt we will get any new ones. Since we got introduced to Ultra Beasts, do you think we could be introduced to more new types? of pokemon till next time the british gent Ooh, so that last question because we got ultra beast do we get new types and honestly I, mean... <sighs> I think it'll be just more ultra beast if they do it because ultra beast so the, i think this is something that's not i mean i've said it on the show a couple of times people might not listen to me though it's very typical um and so one of the things that is special about Ultra Beast that I'm not sure people are aware of. They have a very certain set of rules they have when they design Pokemon. Like, it has to have this kind of design, and it needs to fit into this kind of box. Prime numbers. Uh, well, that's not that, but I'm talking about Pokemon design. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with Ultra Beast, they purposely they broke that. it. They purposely broke it. And that's why it feels like such a juxtaposition to regular Pokemon, right? When you look at something like Buzzwole versus something like Trico, right? They obviously have two different designs, and those are the rules they broke when they got to the Ultra Beast. Now, I can go into these rules one day, but I don't think this is the moment for it. And so, I, there's not another way to break the rules, right? Yeah, it, it's, either, you know. it's either you do or you don't, and I think you end up with just Ultra Beast. More Ultra yeah. Beast, if you do it that way, which I'd be okay with. More Ultra Beast would be cool. I think it's an interesting way of introducing new Pokemon. And they're good Pokemon, other than, hey, let's give an entire region 40 base speed. Um, though I guess that you could just say all of the Pokemon are on island time, so they're super relaxed and don't have anywhere to go. But I'd personally like to see more regional variants, the Darwinian evolution stuff, you know? I'd be down I'm for that. I'm here for Gen 2 regional variants. Right? <laughs> Which we'd hoped for. Right. <laughs> and then Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, disappointed. Yeah. Blossom. Where was Blossom? Literally at right. all in I mean, Alola. I don't think how that would to make it to good. adapt though. Like it's already basically like Okay, a I'm fine with that. Why couldn't I catch Oddish? Ah, that's true. Why were Blossom not giving everyone lays when you got to a new island? Right. There was such a missed opportunity. <laughs> with, com- with Comfy, they could have been together. It would have been super cute. Didn't happen. Oh my gosh, what if a Comfey, like, was the lay for a Blossom? Boom. Right? Like, Can we believe? Oh. That'd be so everything. Why is this not a thing? If you want to get philosophical, you could argue that Oddish is a weed Pokemon, and not having it present on the Ida- islands shows that, like, Alola is basically an unspoiled paradise. Except really for the Young Goose. Anything can be considered a weed. Like, but Young Goose are like, native. Like, no, like Young Goose are right? not native. The Young Goose were brought to <sighs> drive out the Rattata from another region. It's in their Pokedex. Where? Oh. Right? Where'd they come from? Right? 
all so right. Horrible. So, I mean, it's true to Hawaii because they brought a bunch of mongooses to try to get rid of all the rats that they brought. And now there's just a giant mongoose population in, in Hawaii. It's It's hilarious. Yeah. And all the rats adapted anyway, so they never meet each other. Yeah, exactly. It's hilarious. So that is going to be it for the show today, guys. Thank you for sending the emails in. Uh, I believe that Lydia should get the get the Green Taurus badge roll, if you guys agree. Sure. sure. Yeah, I thought his was really good. All yeah, right, so we'll give go. that to him. And then also, don't forget, guys, send us in an email, pucklepodcast at gmail.com with the writing prompt. What would you like to see in a more mature anime? Of course, it doesn't have to follow that. You could just ask us questions about life, the universe, everything. If you want help with your physics homework, I'm right here. Uh, also, Game Freak, if you're listening, you can contact me at 555-6068, um, and it'll be a really good time. I'll give you some good ideas. It'll be just fantastic. And so that's it for the show today, guys. If you want to catch up on more awesome Puckle things, you can do so by going to our website, PucklePodcast.com. You can also find our socials there for Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. Come to our Discord. The invite link's in the show notes. You can come and hang out with us, talk with us, and just have a really good time. Free tournaments, free prizes. It's a really good time. You can also catch me on Twitch on Wednesdays. Actually, this Wednesday I won't be on there. I'll be there on Thursday. I have to move it today because I'm going out of town for work, unfortunately. And so, But you can catch us at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast where you can come and hang out with me and also Jushiro playing TCG in the video game. It's just going to be... It's a good time. I like hanging out with you guys when we do it. I might do shiny hunting this week, only because it's oh, Summer God. League's over. Why would you inflict that to yourself? <laughs> it's not too bad, and it, I don't know. I want to break from battles this week. <laughs> I might come back on Saturday and do some more battles. Yeah, I, Summer I, League's over. So yeah, Summer League's over. Like, I just kind of want to take a break, like a day off from it. And then okay. you can also go ahead and you can support the show in a couple ways. First of all, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. All it takes is a dollar and you get a bunch of cool stuff, including the extra content that's coming out with the Puckle PTU campaign. That's always going to be um, first on Patreon before anywhere else. You can also check out our Tee Public and buy cool things, including throw pillows with the Puckle logo on it. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I Isn't want that a cool? throw pillow with thatch on it. I want to I throw pillow with the Pokemon with the Puckle logo on it, but... Um, I, I do not have it yet. My wife said no, and then Whimsicott bought me a throw pillow. Um, and so <laughs> it was a good time. You can also support the show once again by going to Twitch and using a free Twitch Prime subscription. Just subscribe to us. We get $2 out of that, and we really do appreciate any of the support you can give us. If you can't support us monetarily, though, just keep on listening. That's great support. It keeps us going, keeps the drive, drive alive. So that's the dream. So thanks again for listening to the show, guys. I've been Trainer Thatch. I have been scrubbed. And I continue to be scrubbed. And here at the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
As always here at Puckle, we would like to thank our patrons for helping make the show possible. So, we, of course, we have Alec, Alex, Andrea, Anime Gravy, Birdkeeper Cobra, uh, uh, The British Gent, Chris, Daniel, Dexio, Doc McStuffles, Doc Knox, Dylan, Echo, The Real EV, Greg, Jedi DJ, Whimsicott, Inferno 235, Ironcaster, Shambles, Bosephus, John, John, Jonathan, Joshua, Ozzy, Locke, Minor Minetric, Uncle Oshawott, Claude 9, Jushiro, Mikey, Nathan, Nick, Orange Avenger, Snag, Rotted Mushroom, Ryan, Dr. Shamu, Shira, Sparky, The Golden Klefki, Thomas, TJ, Travis, Trevor, Traby, and 10 Little Men. Thank you for your support, guys. And like we said at the beginning of the show, we are going to be putting out an exclusive podcast to Patreon. So if you want to get in on that, it costs a dollar. We'll hope to see you guys there. And I will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.